Good afternoon and welcome to this emergency episode of the Mary Trump Show with the Nerd Avengers. There is so much to cover, but I want to start with this reminder because when it, this popped into my head, it kind of blew me away. The documents that are referenced in the redacted affidavit that was released today refer to the contents of the 15 boxes that were removed from Mar-a-Lago months ago. We still have absolutely no idea what is in the boxes that were removed two weeks ago. So there's that. There are lots of angles here. The fact that the stolen documents weren't secured, the fact that they, there were multiple informants, Donald's meltdown, the false claims coming from the right, the silence coming from a lot of people on the right, and the enormity of the crimes we seem to be grappling with. I know that these are development; these developments are bad for Donald, and that's good, and I hope something comes of it, but, and hopefully bad for his associates in the Republican Party. However, this is a terrible day for this country, and for all Americans, it is a very, very dark day. So, uh, Waj, uh, this is all, I'm sorry, I'm going to go with Norm first, because I know you don't have a lot of time, Norm. Uh, what, where do you want to start with this? Because it is kind of mind-boggling. Mm. Uh, it, it, we could start in so many places, and it would take a lot of time to end. <laughs> Um, I was struck by several things with the affidavit. Um, one, uh, a lot of it we'd sort of heard in different places before, but it's got a different power when it comes from an official document of this right. sort. Yep. One thing we did not know is that they had lied in saying that there was a lock on the uh, storage room door and that they, uh, Justice Department wanted and the FBI wanted a stronger lock. There was no lock. We know that multiple people probably none of whom had any security clearance were going in and out of that room. Okay. We learned that the way that all of these documents, including the 15 boxes that had returned, been returned to the National Archives, were kept in incredibly sloppy condition. You know, top secret information, probably including sources and methods mixed in with photos and uh, who knows what else uh, 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 personal things. Uh, we know that Trump made notations uh, in some of these documents, and I really want to see what's there. Is it a top, uh, an absolutely top secret uh, document that has written on the side? I bet I can get a million dollars for this one, um, <laughs> or uh, something of that sort. Or yeah. let's try and see whether we want to give this either to MBS or to Vlad uh, or to my buddy Kim. Um, we know that, in other words, there are a lot more shoes to drop. We know that this is absolutely devastating stuff and that there are multiple lies. And we know that the document also says that they were looking for obstruction, which means that they expected that there were things that were going to be hidden in places they weren't supposed to be after being promised that they were only in one place, that there were maybe documents that were destroyed or disfigured. There's just so much here, and, and it implicates a lot more than Trump. And I'd mention one other, one other thing that's a separate story, Mary, but I find, uh, and it's not that this is any great revelation, revelation either. This con artist posing as a Rothschild, as Anne de Rothschild, Russian-speaking, apparently Ukrainian origin, who in, you know basically ingratiated herself with Trump and all the people around her and had pretty much free reign around the place. So we know, I mean, we know, first of all, that Russian spies, Chinese spies, right. Saudi Arabian spies, Korean spies, who knew that for, the, for them, 
the very cheap price of the initiation fee at Mar-a-Lago meant that they could be around and learn all kinds of stuff that otherwise they would either not have access to or be uh, spending a lot more to get. And we know that there were a lot of other people roaming around. So we have no clue at this point who had access to these things. But we also know that the reason that these most secret documents are kept in secured facilities and are not allowed out is that they're giving information about who is working with the US in these other countries, putting them at risk. And I will say one thing that just really outraged me was Mick Mulvaney. Right. His only distinction as a chief of staff is that he was better than Mark Meadows. Did <laughs> a tweet saying, well, now we've learned it's only documents. So this raid was outrageous. So, you know, my response was, well, let's see the Rosenbergs. Those were documents. Yeah. Arthur James, Robert Hansen. Those were documents. You know what happened with those documents? People were killed. Right. And this is, it's just beyond comprehension that people would still stick with this guy. But of course, a whole lot of them will, except now with these revelations and knowing there are more shoes to drop, will we finally see some people, not because they are morally outraged, but because they're afraid of uh, sticking to somebody who is going to be in big, big uh, trouble, uh, that it's bad for them. Uh, will we see more of that happening? And if we're lucky, will we see an all-out uh, civil war among Republicans, the pro-Trumpists who will stick with him to the very end uh, up against those who are trying to get uh, some distance from him. And that would be a good thing that could uh, emerge from this. And finally, let me just say, I think all of this that stains him, and now we see his responses on truth so so, uh, social, which are like a pig about to go to slaughter, knowing uh, that this was very bad and squealing. Uh, but if I am uh, Fannie Willis, if I am Letitia James, I'm gonna say, I go forward now and I've Tracks. got more traction because mm -hmm. it is ever more clear that this guy is not just a grifter, he's a traitor. Norm, all of that is is right on target and, and it also is, is a perfect uh, example of how complicated this is yeah. on the one hand and how simple it is on the other. We just need this to end. Uh, we've been dealing with this for so long. And uh, Waj, I want to go to you because... I've got to go, uh, Mary. I'm sorry. Oh, Norm, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was so good to have you here, even if for seven minutes. Bye, all. Bye. Um, because one of the things we see, we saw a couple of weeks ago, was the Republican Party coming out in force, siding with Donald, saying, get rid of the Espionage Act, because the only way we can clear him is if we pretend there's no such thing as espionage. Thanks, Rand Paul. Why are you a senator? Um, or I should say, thanks, Kentucky. Uh and things are a little different today. Um, and, you know, to Norm's point about what the rights are, I don't give a shit about what they think. I don't give a shit if it peels some of them away or not. They're in the minority. Uh, it What it needs to do is shore us up. Um, but, you know, because the Biden administration does things above board, you know, there, and, and because Merrick Garland doesn't, act like he's uh, Joe Biden's personal attorney. 
uh, there's a split, right? You know, they, there's a separation there, as there should be. And they're both constrained. Biden doesn't want to politicize this. And the DOJ has to protect its sources and its potential uh, criminals, right? Uh, I feel like that's not as much of a concern as it was two weeks ago that, you know, the right is filling the void with this all lies and disinformation. And then we see the New York Times saying he needs to be prosecuted. Why they couldn't have called for his resignation three, four years ago is beyond my comprehension. But that's something. Do you think that uh, either one of those things will matter or do we just need to keep our heads down and wait for information to keep coming up? How is this guy not in jail? I mean, <laughs> this mother effort needs to be in jail, right? So for me, I did this tweet a couple hours ago. I know it would go viral. That was my question. Like, how is he not in jail? Because uh, let me give you an example. Reality winner would like to speak up and have some words about taking a secret document, right? She took one yep. piece of a document. She leaked it. She went to jail for four years. This mother effort took a treasure trove from the White House, confidential information, and he was asked, asked to return it. Warned repeatedly. He still didn't return it, right? And now you have this situation, and I say this without any exaggeration, where Mar-a-Lago, his private res resort, which is also a golf club, which, like you said, I hope turns into an orphanage uh, for people who come from, quote, unquote, shithole countries like my parents. So that, that would be like yeah. the most karmic, exquisite chef's kiss if that's what happens in Mar-a-Lago. Yep. In Mar-a-Lago, the former resident, the, the, pre the residence uh, of the former president is literally the, the Shangri-La of criminality. It is the Xanadu for incompetent criminals. It is the hub of an ongoing criminal enterprise where America and its secrets are for sale. And as Norm was saying, literally anybody, and I recommend everyone read this fantastic investigative report done by Pittsburgh, uh, I think, Gazette, about inventing Anna, right? This, this woman, this Ukrainian-American woman by the name of Ina Yashishin, who, and I use the word literally as it's meant to be used, Mary, literally drove into Mar-a-Lago, posed as a Rothschild, ingratiated herself with all these individuals and based on what we know from the affidavit pretty much could have just walked in and got access to these highly classified documents right so anybody could come into mar-a-lago get access to these secrets purchase these secrets access classified information and gain access to power if all they did was kiss up to trump and pay him a golden well a brass penny right and yeah. that shows you that this man is a traitor he committed treason uh, I want to know the depths of the relationship between him, Jared, and MBS of Saudi Arabia. I want mm -hmm. to remind everyone that mm -hmm. Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, bragged when Trump was in office that I have Kushner in my back pocket. That's right. Kushner got $2 billion for his latest um, venture from Saudi Arabia. The first trip that Donald Trump made as a president, the first foreign visit, was to mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia. Uh, and we know that uh, secrets were for sale, nuclear secrets. So if I'm Donald Trump, I am in a world of trouble right now. But the question that I have. Well, is, if you were Donald Trump, you would be. Yeah, well, th th that's exactly it. Squad. I mean, fortunately, you're not him, but, you know. But no, that's exactly what I'm saying. And, and yeah. I'll end on this with this need for accountability and why I agree with you that enough is enough. And I wrote this article yesterday about dark Brandon rising, right? How Joe Biden finally is getting there. He said semi-fascist. I give him props for that. I would say fascist. He threw He's down half the, right. <laughs> he's, yeah, he threw down the gauntlet uh, and he was really firing his speech in Maryland. You need to go all out. It yep. doesn't matter about MAGA. Who cares if they get angry? Who cares about their temper tantrum? Because let me tell you, black people, poor white people, Latinos, Muslims, 
they're looking at this right now and they're like, yo, if if it was one of us, we'd be killed. Yeah. Black people are in jail for three strikes you're out for stealing a a, 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 v, a blockbuster VHS, old school reference, right? You had a black woman who accidentally voted and they said she committed fraud and she's about to go to jail. And then you have Lindsey Graham and all these Republicans literally engaging in voter fraud in Georgia. You got people who engage in the most minor criminal actions. They go to jail and you got Alan Weiselberg literally admitting to com committing criminal acts. And he's going to get like he's going to go to Club Fed. So with all of this happening in New York, in Georgia, the coup, let's not forget about the coup, ladies and gentlemen, and him stealing confidential information and possibly selling this information that betrays our national security. You have a traitor profiting in Mar-a-Lago from American secrets. Why is this mother effort not in jail? And I believe if it was Donald, if it's Joe Biden and Democrats, you need to take off the gloves, put on the brass knuckles and punch this mother effort in the face right now. Flex. Yep. I got to take my kids to MMA. Well, Thanks thank you so much. Rant. Speaking of punching, <laughs> it's all punching. Awesome. I have three minutes. I have three minutes. I'm going to stick around for the next person. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. I, I, and I will say I will not constrain myself. This motherfucker needs to be taken out, you know, metaphorically speaking, guys. Um, because, Cliff, it's, I'm convinced I have no, no, Evidence of this, uh, I'm convinced that January 6th and what's happening now are absolutely connected. Yep. I don't know if this happened because he didn't get his way after January 6th or if this was part of it uh, initially. I have no idea, but there's no doubt in my mind that we are going to find out uh, that all of these things have been connected for a very long time. And, and hopefully that will implicate more and more people because again, we've got assholes like Mark Meadows hired by CBS, you know, um, CNN is deciding that it wants to be Fox light and we, Waj is right. We, oh, well, we can't do anything about it. We need to stay in our lane, which is, defending American democracy, no matter what, no matter how anybody reacts. And I will say, I th I've totally forgot about this. Joe Biden, I've been upset about how he's trying to be nice and everything. That's changing. But remember, he took away Donald's security clearance a long time ago. That tells me something, Cliff. Tells you a lot. Um, and I'd like to thank everybody here for allowing me to say motherfucker because I, I've held back a lot and now I, I, have, I feel a certain freedom. There's no holding back. It is a motherfucker. On a Cliff like and Mary, can I just say my three kids are outside, which is why I, I said mother. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm at my office right now. I can motherfucker away all I want. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, no, it, it's, it's unbelievable that you brought up the reasons why he would have these. I can only think of three, right? One of them is to protect himself so he can, he's got stuff to blackmail people and threaten our national security uh, by handing certain documents over. A second is he's got them to blackmail his way back into power and threaten certain people to get them to support him. So he can, And the third is, as Waj said, is, you know, again, that KBS re relationship with Kusher. I mean, I'm sorry, everything from Khashoggi to the to our how our foreign policy changed. To, to, I mean, you may remember there was an article in 2019 where Trump had come out at the time, and so had Jared Kushner, and they said, we think we should loosen, uh, you know, our, the, the vice we now have on nuclear sort of technology and start sharing it with 
Guess who was the country they named? Saudi Arabia. I mean, I'm sorry. There's too much shit here. You don't have that much going on with one country and with one relationship. I mean, who warned MBS about all the other, uh, you know, all of the rivals of his over there? So that he took them all out in time before and, and he had them either all locked up or tortured. I have a feeling Kushner was WhatsApping him about it. And so, I mean, you, you know, quite clearly that's an issue. But then let's go also, uh, you know, there was so much here. I apologize. I'll just try to be quick about it. But like there's so much with Mar-a-Lago. We've arrested a Chinese spy there in the past. Maria Butina has been arrested in the past. I mean, how many I'm just going to do it. How many fucking spies do we have wandering around, you know, MAGA universe? The, the Maria Butina was, was the top of the Republican consulting pyramid with the dude in Florida. She, she was in Florida. I'm sure she went by Mar-a-Lago. She was at the top of the NRA. She was shown up to these these. You know, prayer breakfasts. I mean, these guys have infiltrated the top levels, and that's because the, these guys share secrets. And Donald Trump stores stuff like I store books in my basement. I mean, that's what we've got like national security secrets down there. And people could have died. Some people may have forgotten he was joking around with Lavrov in the Oval Office, and he gave away an Israeli, you know, spy who was in ISIS, who for all we know was either either had to be pulled out or was killed. So I mean. You know, I mean, I, how he's not in jail, I just don't. I mean, it, it's so utterly how anybody in this country right now is, as Waj was saying, regular people can walk around and believe in the rule of law when they see this shit. It's, you know, it's incredible. The last thing I'll say is Dark Brandon, huge credit. You you guys were brought up, obviously, what he said, semi-fascist. And ooh, the media started crying about it. Um but I'm proud of them, too, because they started firing back on Twitter to all these hypocrites who were like, oh, well, student loans. I mean, how it's going to cause inflation and it's terrible. What kind of accountability is there? And then every single one of these assholes took a 10,000 or a 50,000 or a 500,000 or a five million dollar loan that was forgivable. And it's completely OK for them, um, yeah. which I think, again, others who, who know about authoritarianism can talk about. It. I think that's the point. It's not that they're they're hypocrites. It's that they see that we are below them. The rules don't exist to them. The rules exist for the little people like us. That's what I got. Yeah, uh, they do indeed. And um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad you brought up, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Dark Brandon. And, and by the way, the only reason that the media should have gotten upset that he said semi-fascist is because he should have said fascist. But, you know, we can't expect too much. Baby steps, American yes. media, baby steps. Um, but... We're not, we can't spend any time on this at all other than to say it's been another amazing week for the Biden administration. And maybe uh, Donald is just doing this to make sure the spotlight stays focused on him. I don't know. Uh, but Jen, you had something you wanted to say uh, about why you think Donald might have been planning to sell some of these documents. I, I, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about that because I think I can't imagine any other reason that he would have them. Yeah, I mean, you know, it takes a lot for um, someone to change a lifelong pattern of behavior. Um, and in his case, the and it's very difficult to um, get out of an addiction. And I, he's absolutely addiction, addicted to making money off of anything. I don't need to tell tell you this, Mary. And like the story that comes to mind, you might remember is Spy Magazine. Remember the story where like, as a joke, they sent like 13 cent 
checks to the wealthiest people <laughs> in America. And uh, like Donald was the only one to cash it or something. One of the two. I mean, I think it was a Boy Scouts or something. And it was like 37 cents. Okay. You know, but it's all it's. And there was recently something where he was, you know, when he was throwing hats out to people that he signed, oh, you're going to make a lot of money off of this on eBay. It's just how he is wired. And, um, you know, why would he not want to monetize this? I mean, everyone made fun of all of us for saying emoluments, but, you know, this is emoluments too, also. Yeah. I mean, from the very beginning, he was going to engage in self dealing, and that's what he did. And it's just, Everything is transactional. I mean, this is maybe not that insightful, but it's amazing to me how the press is sort of afraid to say the most likely reason is that he would be selling these or trading them, as we heard Wadge say, for some benefit or some protection. Why are they afraid to say that? And one other thing, I don't usually get upset about Maggie Haberman because everyone does that and there's a lot of sexism involved in that. But today I'm going to make my exception to that. Because she tweeted something out saying the bo- some of the boxes, you know, had things like golf balls mixed in with like intelligence secrets. And, and, and as if trying to imply that therefore it meant it was sort of haphazardly thrown together. Well, you, of course, she's getting that. First of all, that's sort of. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. I mean, I was, <laughs> let me just tell you something. I was I packed up some stuff. I was visiting my parents in Michigan, some more China cups that were in my family. And I wrapped them really carefully in bubble wrap, but there was some extra space and I put my pajamas in it. You know, that doesn't mean that they're not important to me. It was just some cushioning. It's, it's not really relevant um, that, that that happened. The other thing I want to say that's really important for us to remember about all of this is the affidavit was talk based on, hey, Brian, talking I- about stuff that he had held on to for a year that by May, they found out what was in it. Nothing in that affidavit talks about, um, even worse, the things he held on to. What it does, though, it says, we think, you know, because remember, so he held on to for one year things like sources and methods, information, classified information that should not, was marked so it should not go to foreign nationals. They found that there. And on top of that, they had probable cause to believe that kind of stuff was still there. There's no way this guy gets out of this. He has to be indicted. If he's not indicted, we absolutely don't have the rule of law. That's how I read this affidavit. And one last thing. I'm sorry. I'm just ranting. No, 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 no. Rant, rant, rant. How can we not rant? This is We're all doing it today. It's all the memo. The motherfucking memo. Since we're yes. doing it. The memo. That didn't really work that way. But the memo said that there were several... Many, I mean, many witnesses. Dude's going down, period. The only question is how is his his plan, his escape route? Does he have a tunnel to Moscow? I don't know. Anyway, that's what I have to say. It is extremely dangerous territory um, in so many ways. Uh, But Dahlia, you had, well, and this is one of the dangerous things. You wanted to say something about the imperial presidency and uh, whether or not that is exists or uh, well it has but whether or not that is going to become uh the norm here in in uh america the potentially soon to be former democracy I, i'm so struck 
Mary, by the extent to which the more he's cornered, the more his answer is some version of the Nixonian, you know, when the president does it, it isn't illegal. And it's even more fatuous than that, because quite literally, the defenses he is now offering to the extent that there are any coherent defenses being advanced are the crazy, like toddler versions of like object permanence, right? Like when a toddler is like, you can't see me. And it's quite literally like what you learned in Psych 101 about how babies look at the world, where he is looking around and literally his legal defenses are one, I classify, I declassify things with my laser eyes. Like I don't have to go through any procedures or protocols, my mere thought that something is declassified makes it declassified. That's like Piaget, right? That's like object permanence obstruction right there. And then this other even more insane, like toddler-like argument that executive privilege just runs with me wherever I go. And even when the Biden administration says, no, it's our executive privilege, you don't have it anymore. His answer is like, no, but I want it. And he's like rolling around saying, I want executive privilege, so it's mine. And I guess I just am so struck, you know, that that it's mine, which is the, what The Guardian reported, that he literally said, like, I don't understand why they want all this sources and methods and like the names of people whose lives are imperiled. It's mine. And I think this is a really good moment for people who want to peel away from the cult of Trump to ask themselves whether that kind of imperial definition of the presidency, that it whatever happens in your brain is the law, and if you decide that you have executive privilege until the day you die, you get it, and that we all just sort of live in thrall to lifetime presidents who have unlimited brain power to do what they want, I think this stuff is chilling. And the idea that I get to keep things that endanger endanger people who are out there on the front lines trying to protect the country and you get to keep it because quote it's mine like the golf balls are mine i think this is a very very good moment for people who want an off-ramp to ask themselves if they want joe biden to have that kind of power and that if going forward every president is the imperial president with mind powers to do what they want because this is the most chilling part of this is that's the entirety, as I understand it, of the defenses he's now offering. It is. And uh, Dahlia, first of all, thank you for making me laugh. Um, it's been a while. Uh, and I always look at uh, Donald's psychology through the lens of object relations, which is much more terrifying. But it is kind of fun to, to see him not understand that when objects go out of your sight, they don't actually disappear. Uh, but, it, you know, it's worse than their mind. I have them. He's clearly using them for something. I, I know you know that, but, you know, just to spell it out. And Danielle, a couple of things, and you can take this, you can say what you were going to say or uh, go off on either of these. Um, about 30% of people anywhere have what we call authoritarian personalities. And that that means they're followers, right? And they're... Uh, they like homogeneity. They don't like change. And that's that's why so he appeals to so many people because he pretends to be a tough guy and and they identify with the clearly they identify with the fact that he's a total fucking loser that who's been able to fail up his whole life. Uh, so I don't know. The the Republican Party has had 
at least at last count, a trillion and 17 off ramps and they've taken none of them. Yes, this is the most serious one, but you know, it's, it's been incremental. I don't, I don't think they're going to give a shit. They're just going to come up with excuses about, you know, why this is okay as Rand Paul did last week, or they'll just ignore it and, and leave it to Fox news to, sorry, I can't believe I just said that. I have to like do penance. Fox is just going to figure out how they want to frame it or ignore it. And the other thing, Danielle, that uh, makes all of this worse is that everybody here today, including Norm and Waj and all the other nerds, we knew who he was. We could have seen this coming we a did. billion light years. We did see this coming a billion light years away. He was never fit. This was always going to be how things ended. And yet, as somebody pointed out on Twitter, he appointed three Supreme Court justices. And even if the Democrats hold, which is looking more and more likely, millions of women are now second-class citizens and have no access to reproductive justice. So that's just another reason our heads are going to explode. Plus, of course, how many more Americans does he get to kill with impunity? You know, it's just, it, it's so fascinating because I think that first, to Dahlia's point, is that he none of these people want an off-ramp, right? Like, they don't want an off-ramp. They every, every single opportunity that they have to say, oh, my God, I was duped, right? To say that I was a little astray by this man who I thought had the best interests of the nation in their minds, they turn around and they double and they triple down, right? You had Nick Mulvaney just tweeted right before and said, it's just documents. Are you dumb, right? Because the, the CIA and the FBI and the DOJ and the constitution is just a document, right? It's just a piece of paper, right? So it, it's like any, any opportunity that they have to be able to make excuses for this man, they do because he allows them to be the best, worst versions of themselves. And yep. I don't think that we all appreciate that for these people to take their hoods off, for them to stand outside and say, I don't give a damn about women. I hate black people and other people of color. I believe that people should suffer in debt, right? And, and wallow in it, even though I'm given PPP loans of tens of thousands and millions of dollars in some cases, but you poor child that wanted to seek higher education, you should struggle for the next 30, 40 years of your life. This is who these people are. So Donald Trump allows them, he gives them the permission to say and do what it is that they have to do without using the brain power of nuance, right? Because yep. you still have Mitch, you have Mitch McConnell who tells us that basically the Republican people that are up for Senate are idiots. Right. That they are they are not the best people. We don't have the best crop. They are dumb. Let's just say let's just call it what it is. You have Herschel Walker who doesn't know what climate change is. You have J.D. Vance who's pretending to be somebody that he isn't. You have Dr. Oz, the man who is hot chia seeds for every fucking illness you possibly have. <laughs> and right? raspberry ketones. And raspberry ketones for, for everything. Right. Like these are the people who are behind Trump because they're all frauds. And yep. I think that to the point that the media doesn't want to say the truth is because they don't want to be sued, right? Like they don't want to. They, oh well, what we all know to be true. The reason why Donald Trump didn't, why release, don't say it. didn't release his tax, didn't release his taxes, right? Because he's not as wealthy as he says that he is, yep. and then it does, then it messes up his Ponzi scheme that he has going on to be able to get money from people. Also, why didn't he want people to know how much debt he's in? And yep. Wash said this before he left: two billion dollars. 
MBS gave to Jared Kushner. $2 billion. MBS's own people said that Jared Kushner is not the type of person that MBS should be doing business with. And the man is a murderer, right? So like, it, it is amazing to me that we just can't, the media just refuses to connect these very obvious dots that Donald Trump is the biggest national security threat this country has ever faced, both domestically with his white supremacist militia that he weaponizes whenever he wants, and then internationally, because he's selling these secrets, he's selling everything to the highest bidder. And there are people whose lives are going to be lost, even on top of the 400,000 that he murdered with COVID, when he knew it was as dangerous and as lethal as it was, he's not being charged with that as a crime either. So they don't indict Donald Trump. I'm telling you, everything that comes behind him is going to be worse than our worst nightmare. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Hang on, hang on, Brian. Um, Because I I just want to Sure. say a couple of things first uh, about what Dahlia said and what Danielle said. Uh, first of all, getting back to the imperial presidency, I think Dahlia, part of it is that they never expected Donald to leave office, uh, even if he did lose. Um, and they will accept somebody like him who uh, will stay, would stay there until he dies. And then uh, Ivanka or Jared would inherit it. And they're totally cool with um, being subservient to, to those people because they hate the same people uh, that they hate. Uh, so I, I think that's that's part of why they're, the longer this goes on, the more they have to dig in because one, human beings hate being wrong. They'll do anything to avoid avoid that uh but two because that's that's their center of power you know it's like literally all of these fucking people have left is their whiteness um and and danielle i mean what i i you're much more generous than i am i blame donald for every single covid death except maybe the first fifty thousand. fucking Fair. mass murderer and to see people like jared kushner who is a fucking international criminal these people should be in the hague if only we were members of the ICC um you know they that they can go on any program with impunity and lie to the American people when they should be in leg irons in a prison I it's and you're right this this will end so badly if these people if we don't get all of them and I mean all of them, Holly, Cruz, all of the Congress, every last one of them. Uh, Brian. Um, well, let's see. <laughs> Where do I start? First of all, I, Mary, exactly. <laughs> Where? Mary, I'm going to say something. I, I'm finally more pessimistic than you in something when it comes to Donald Trump. I think he's responsible for every damn death except for the first two weeks where there were people on that boat and the, the initial dozen that were, were uh, first diagnosed. I was on the South Lawn. I asked him the question and he said, look, it's all going to be gone in a few days. We're, we're handling it fine. No one else will get infected. We're not, we don't have to do anything. That's what he said to a question. So yeah. for him, he, yeah, and fuck Donald Trump. He's going to get indicted. And, Wait, every- and, and Brian, I'm sorry. I just want to add one thing. I, it's about COVID. So it's not really yeah. related, but it's important. Do you know how many people worldwide died because of this Donald country Trump? failed? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's exponential. Anyway, so, you know, stuff from the DOJ, which is 
more yeah. to the point. <laughs> well, and then um, I, I'll, I'll say that as far as the biggest problem that we have, the reason why the press doesn't acknowledge what goes on is because it's money. You have very rich board of directors in this country that own six, you know, there's six companies with maybe a grand total of less than 100 white people, most of them white, who own and operate the, the board of directors of these things. And they want money. Donald Trump is money. So they will allow Donald Trump and all the Trumpism to come on board because that brings advertisers, viewers and money. And this is because way back when, starting with and I always preach it. Ronald Reagan took the rails off of journalism and allowed the uh, the cross ownership that you have one company owning four or 500 newspapers today. And if you look, most of these people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, all these people that are coming out of the woodwork now, look and see how well they're represented by the media in their communities. You will find huge media deserts where these people escape, the, the lunatics escape from the asylum because there's no eyes on them. And if we want to change that, we've got to invest in journalism. It's disgusting to me that we yep. will sit here and talk about the problems of Marjorie Taylor Greene and never look at how she got in in the first place. Where is the media? When I was, you know, what? And the biggest example of that, Mary, is Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell would not be elected the the at the time that he got elected in '84. It was the end of the run in my hometown of a family-owned newspaper. It was the Courier-Journal and Louisville Times, 10 top newspapers every year for 50 years to get an endorsement. A lot of people didn't like them because they were progressive. They believed in more than just white people. They had the first black female uh, managing editor in, in uh, a major newspaper in the United States, very progressive. When they sold to Gannett, the idea to get uh, an endorsement by the Courier, even if you didn't like them, was that it vetted you as a as a candidate and made you legitimate. And you had to go through a, a process to get that endorsement where you had reporters that would vet you and go through and do opposition research. You had to sit before a, a, a board of six editors who interviewed you, and then they would decide who they would endorse. What newspaper does that today? That's why you have Bobert. That's why you have the morons that you have. And finally, as far as Donald Trump, he's going down and everyone with him will go down. At this point, it can't be any other way. You can see that the, that Merrick Garland has. And even if you if you read the redacted portions of this uh, affidavit, it points you in the direction where he's going with, you know, regards to uh, national defense secrets in regards to other people being involved. We don't know how many Confederates. We don't want to let this out because it's an ongoing investigation. This is not going to end, I assure you, until every single one of them is held accountable. And that will only, we can only guarantee that if you turn out in the 2022 midterm elections and make sure that, uh, that you know, the Senate and the House aren't taken over by the agents of Satan. <laughs> Or, or as some call it, the GOP. I, you know, I have my own feeling about it. Agents of Satan, GOP, same thing. Works for me. Um, yeah. yeah. Although, Cliff, one of the things that I'm worried about <laughs> is that, uh, you know, it never does seem to be enough. Uh, we've got the Biden administration 
accomplishing all sorts of stuff. And again, look, is it enough? No. But it's compared to the nothing we would be getting if it were Republicans. It's a lot. And, and given the how close everything is, they're accomplishing a lot. And I don't think we're, there could be worse news for the Republican Party right now. But will it break through? Will it, I, you know, we're, we're still in this position where we we're the conventional wisdom is still we're going to lose the house. I'm so sick of this shit. I, I like how anybody can say that six months out, let alone two months, whatever, 74 days out uh, with all of this going on right now when, you know, people are treating other than Donald. They're treating Republicans like it's business as usual. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason why you get these guys like, I mean, even Cook, I think, changed and now said instead of 20 to 30, it's 10 to 20 House seats that Republicans will pick up. But of course, those guys are so like small seat conservative that they're wrong about everything because they're <laughs> always so damn cautious. They, you know, they don't they've, they've got their they've got uh, darker sunglasses on than Brian puts on. They don't see the wave coming until it slaps them right in the damn face. Um, I mean, look, I, they. Biden should need to do nothing, just obviously, to take over to take over the the House Senate and, and everything. And yet, what he's done is actually truly amazing. I mean, that's the thing here is that yeah. it's on par with FDR and with LBJ. The COVID relief, I can't even go into everything like the child tax credit and getting and getting shots and arms and the infrastructure bill, getting gun legislation that sure wasn't nearly enough, but actually getting something done right. and. Now, now, obviously, with the Inflation Reduction Act, what it does for the climate and everything else and, and some student loan relief. I mean, like, it's unbelievable, really. And and I do think it's breaking through to a certain degree. I mean, his numbers have gone up. I've seen recently, recently where he's even hit the mid 40s. That's ludicrous. He should be in the 70s. I get it. But the point is that the media, whether they're trying not to or whatever, has had to report some of this stuff because there's so much from the CHIPS Act and, and you know, in, in, in providing jobs here to the, the burn pits and McConnell wants to screw over veterans. And then we were able to do that. And, you know, the, the most Republicans voting is fucking birth control, for Christ's sake. I mean, all these things have sort of have added up and I think they've created a kind of momentum. Well, all this negative stuff's been going on with Republicans. So, I mean, I absolutely. And then the last thing, obviously, you know, and I'll say this too, you know, Mitch McConnell, certain candidates aren't as good as I'd like them to be. And they're not because you let a fucking crazy person pick them. And if you had honestly stood up when, when Obama came to you and stood there next to him and said, the Russians are interfering in our election, then maybe that never happens. If during the first impeachment, when they, when they went over to Ukraine, that seems like kind of an important country for some reason. If you, mm. if, if they stood up, if he stood up, then he could have gotten Trump away. And yeah, there would have been short-term damage, but longer term they would recover. And then of course the second one over the coup where apparently he originally was going to vote to convict, but backed up every time they've empowered this asshole. And so yeah. he's kept the respect and he's kept the, not respect, but he's kept power. And so, yeah, as Danielle's pointing out, I mean, I mean, like I pointed out before, like it's like flypaper for the most mentally unbalanced people among us. Are you a grifter? Are you, you know, are you a religious zealot? Are you one of the greediest motherfuckers alive? Are you stupid <laughs> beyond fucking, you know, anything we've ever seen? You have a home in the Republican Party. I mean, 
Right. People that believe demons are transferred through sexually transmitted diseases. And, and, and the know, demons taking over your body, Cliff. People are the DOK. Like the guy that beat yeah. the state house speaker in Arizona, Rusty Bowers, one of the ones that spoke up at the January 6th. The guy that oh. Trump endorsed that beat him said the devil himself gave the election to Biden. I mean, what the fuck? You know, like uh, they're insane. They're insane. But I think that, like Cliff, that was literally a political ad. Like that, that to me is like the attack ad that should be running everywhere. Right. Because this is who this party is. It is no more compassionate conservatives or people with actual <laughs> degrees, degrees or brains. But it's like it's but it's all filled with literally clown car, Scooby Doo, like ridiculous fuckery. Now, I like Scooby-Doo. Don't you insult Scooby-Doo, I know. Watch that. He yelled at me earlier. Not the (laughs) The level of sophistication is Scooby-Doo-ish. It's just, it's amazing to me that you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who believe that Jewish people in outer space control lasers. Like these, like these are actual things that they have said. I gotta say, I did control one laser, but I turned it off. With Marjorie Taylor Greene. I have been in the Capitol on the same tram as Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's okay. the sanest thing you will get out of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, wait, Green. There, there, there's a... batshit nuts. She hid in the back corner of a tram and was afraid to talk to anyone because she thought Jesus would come through them and convince her of stuff that weren't real. I'm and, she, and she and she won her race. Again, okay. like she won her primary. No like, newspaper. You know- no local newspaper to vet her. I think most of it's cynicism. I think that the, the mo- most of the leadership in this party has understood that the only way for them to win is to uh, join the monster they've lost control of, right? So, um, you know, that's that's what they're doing. They're they're um, posturing. Some of them may believe it, uh, but most of them are just using it to convince people that uh, it's okay if they suffer needlessly and never succeed at anything because, you know, they're white and they're Christian. Uh, But yes, the levels of insanity that they're sparking or I guess mainstreaming is extremely alarming. And I do think at some point we just, we need to dedicate a show to the rise of white evangelicism because it is a minority, a fairly small minority in this country, but it's taking over it's a everything on the right. right well, it's, no, it's both. It's it is both. Those yeah, two, and honestly, I don't see any daylight between well, there, them at this point. There is. And here's the difference. Those right. six Catholics those conservative Opus Dei Catholics that are on the Supreme Court mm. were trained and were taught and were aimed in that direction. Those were direct and, and very yeah. specific weapons armed to go after the Constitution. Fine. Do you there think it would have been different if they were white evangelicals? No. Even the average evangelical, these people are far more dangerous because they have a, they know how to get there and they have a goal. They scare me. You just said average. I mean, we're not talking about average. We're like psycho white evangelicals like Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
you know, they're, they're not think, average. You know what I'll say is that when we part and parcel the crazy, because this is, I was watching, you know, before I came on, I'm watching MSNBC with my family. And my sister says, you know, why do they keep saying MAGA Republicans? Why don't right. they just say Republicans? Why exactly. do we talk? We're, we're like, we always want to part and parcel because we, we want to say, oh, they're not all bad. Here's, you know, here's the clue. They're all fucking bad. If you are still supporting the Republican Party, if you're still supporting Donald Trump, if you're still supporting this bevy of, you know, pedophiles and sexual assaulters and like liars and grifters and hucksters, like if you are supporting this, this is who you are. So we do ourselves a disservice and we waste time and energy saying, oh, but there are these still this this little margin of good people over there. Well, where the hell are they? So don't don't get don't. And I and I was one of the people that said, I'm not standing up and applauding the people that were testifying in front of no. the January 6th committee. Like you, you could have done the country a greater service had you done so if you opened your up your mouth instead of your instead of writing a book to make money off of your thoughts right. if you had done so a year two years three years ago right, right. So I, just, just like I, no, nobody should be praising liz fucking cheney either i mean she's she created this mess we're in and i just want to be clear i completely agree with you about republicans uh, it, if i ever say maggot i'm referring to the republican party to a person they are horrible and we need to just raise the entire party to the ground i don't think that you can paint Catholics with the same broad brush. I mean, there are Democrats, Catholics who are Democratic or whatever, but I don't think that there's any bit of difference between extremist Catholics, like uh, those on the illegitimate Supreme Court and extremists. What actually, I think white evangelicals are all uh, pretty extreme. But anyway, um, I, Danielle, totally agree with you. I, there, we cannot pretend that there's anything here to salvage. There's nothing here to salvage. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit, uh, Jen, because- Raise the chairs and the tables. We'll use them el elsewhere. But other than that, you're right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, steam clean them, though. Yeah, we've, steam clean them. And the carpets. <laughs> we've been hearing that um, for a long time, and we've talked about it and kind of complained about it, that this took so long because they need to, uh, they need to get it right. Okay, fine. I would think, though, then, that that means, like, I believe that they didn't go into Mar-a-Lago 99.9% .9 sure. They went in 100% sure, right? I would think that that would speed up this part of it. Like, there, why should we wait at all for indictments? I mean, do we really need them to go through the other boxes because before this fucking asshole is 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 hauled away, or that Jared gets a letter saying he's a target? I mean, what? Why would? Why does any more time need to pass here? Um, such a great question, and I'm going to answer it by saying, describing not um, a thought process that I just had, but a feeling. I rarely feel things, and now I am. And I feel, <laughs> I, uh, I feel sick. And this yeah. is the first time I have felt sick of things. That helps, numbing. Yeah, just I trying to help you out. <laughs> Instead of feeling good, because I just tweeted out about 10 minutes ago, indict him. Instead yep. of feeling good, I feel nauseous. And I, and, yep. I, and I reflect back on the fact, this is why I wrote that first piece right after we found out about the um, search at Mar-a-Lago. Because yeah. I knew... I wanted to capture that euphoria before everything else happened. But the right. answer is yes, they can right now indict. 
Yes, because, and, you know, I think what they need to look at what they got, you know, they've already gone through the search, right? But I think they might have to wait for the special master process, right? There's going to be a hearing on that. The question is, do we need that extra layer of legitimacy? Is that what was going to happen? I mean, I think the judge is going to kick it back to the magistrate. Yes. The magistrate is going to say, okay, fine, have your fucking, you know, special person, let them go through and make sure that what's been taken out, that his privilege is put aside. You know, every duck has got to be in a row. I mean, if I were, you know, at justice right now, if I were one of those lawyers, and if I were someone who weren't Jewish, I'd be down on my knees praying that I got this right because they've got everything. Yeah. Like, I, I have the chills because it's there. And I just don't feel really great about the situation. I mean, I should be super happy, but I'm now on to the like, if they fuck, first of all, they better do it. And if they don't, I give up. I'm going to go move up to Canada with Dahlia. Yeah. Wait, you're in Canada? All right. Well, we're all going to Canada then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dahlia. Uh, yeah, I, I I think. Relax. He's going to get. Danielle dark. reminded me of something that, that has been a problem for a long time. And, you know, hopefully that tide is turning too. the, the people who are, are most uh, guilty of uh, trying to rehabilitate republicans are their democratic colleagues if i hear one more fucking democrat say oh you know what so and so is like a really like when you like when biden praised mitch mcconnell i wanted to jump off a cliff actually no i didn't i wanted forget it um you i just censored myself okay so because you know i believe that these people are all traitors whether they were you know, technically involved or not because they've allowed all of this, they've benefited from all of this. And, um, you know, up until two weeks ago, I would have said that Mitch McConnell was the greatest traitor to this, this country has ever seen because look what he's done. Look at the damage he has done in the last 20 years, uh, you know, especially when he's ha had the um, position of uh, Senate majority leader. Uh, so that has to stop. And I like, I've often been wondering like, where, where is that line? Like, when are they going to say, Oh, wow. Okay. We have to stop being nice to them because they Republicans treat their democratic colleagues like they're Satan. Uh, so Mary, they, they also spent the Democrats are still spending money bolstering up, you know, we're spending money bolstering up Republicans in their primaries because they're taking the chance that they're going to be able to beat them in the general election, which is yeah. absolutely fucking insane. Like, why wouldn't you spend that money blanketing the airwaves, creating the exact picture of who the villain is, as opposed yeah. to spending tens of millions of dollars to bolster up people like Mastriano? Like, how did how how does that even how does somebody sit around a table and say to themselves, like, oh, this makes sense. Let's go with that strategy. Yeah, it's the but same I mean, feeling I had in, I'm sorry, go ahead, Dahlia. No, I was going to say, we've been having this conversation since we've started having this conversation, right? <laughs> that I think one side, one side has norms and values and institutions, right? Joe Biden goes to bed at night and he genuinely believes, all due respect, Mr. President, that we are going to get back to an era where a bipartisan Senate can work in good faith to pass McCain-Feingold and to make everything okay he believes that right that's oh, yeah. why he ran the anita hill hearings the way he did that's why it's taken him this long yeah. to say the word semi-fascist and i think we just need to like 
sit with the fact that there is one side that is like Steve Bannon, burn it all down. Doesn't matter if the Senate itself is a smoking ash heap. Doesn't matter what happened on January 6th. The more smoking ash heaps we have, the better, because if you're a grifter and a profiteer and an absolute authoritarian, institutions are in your way. So we have a two-front war on the left where, like it or not, we need the Justice Department, and so we prop it up. And like Jen says, that means that this has to be done perfectly. If Bill Barr were doing it, well, we've seen the memo. Like, we know what Bill Barr would do. So I just think like it sucks, it's not Donald fair, the but this asymmetry is baked in and yeah. I cannot be for the side that says, so let's on our side, burn down the Justice Department too, oh, or right. let's on our side, um, just, you know, completely go after every institution that saves us. And so it, it's unfair. It's super unfair that we have to both hold up institutions and try to fight off nihilists. Yep. That's the party we're at. And I think yep. we just need to live with that. We need to live with it. And we also need to uh, take the evidence at face value or the lack of evidence. I mean, there is literally no evidence anymore that there is such a thing as bipartisanship or, or more importantly, that we, that it's something we even want anymore because to say that bipartisanship is something we should aspire to is to admit that you are willing to make common cause with fascists and we cannot do that. And you're right. We need, we need to uphold the institutions because, uh, you know, if Donald did any, us any favors, it was to expose how, how vulnerable they are, you know, how weak they are at the joints, but we need to uphold them so that hopefully when we have enough power, we can totally reimagine them. Right. Uh, so they actually one work because, uh, I think Dahlia, you were on with Danielle and Waj the other day, and you said it, the, the system is working exactly as it's designed. And so, ha so, so have the institutions been. So yes, we need them now because we are in so much fucking trouble, but we also need to change them radically so that just, you know, we can't change the system without changing the institutions uh, that, create the system right so this is this is sort of where we are and uh i think we just kind of have to suck it up and 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 stop playing with fire and stop pretending that there's a uh reality in which we can work with republicans or again that that's even something we should aspire to um i i want to I, we should probably wrap up soon, but I, I do want to speak to what uh, Jen said about just feeling sick. Um, and, and honestly, it's for me, it's, it's, yeah, the, the concern. Well, okay. The terror, that's probably a more honest way of putting it, that this won't be enough. And then, and then what, and, and then what do we do? Uh, you know, hopefully we never have to have that conversation. Because it is, it's it's almost unimaginable. I like, I don't know that I could take it. <laughs> to be completely, I don't know if any of us could take it. Um, but I'm I'm also I don't I I honestly don't think that this is a day that should make anybody happy. 
because look how much he was able to get away with. Look how look how much the people around him have been able to get away with. Uh, you know, we've been saying for a long time, no, the fucking system didn't hold. What one person here and there, and I'm sorry, have it taking a year and a half to get to this point. That's the system breaking into up into little bits, you know. And and the other thing that is, I I my heart, I don't know how many times one's heart can break uh, in 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 a span of six years, but think about how many people's lives were in danger. We don't even know yet. We don't even know if the worst happened. Um, what we do know is that Donald wouldn't give a shit if he got a buck off of it. That's that's enough justification. So what do we do then? I am horrified. I am. I am. I'm depressed. I'm ra- enraged. And and I, again, two weeks ago, I don't. I don't actually think. Uh, I would have thought I could be angrier or more depressed than I was after. The FBI was at Mar-a-Lago two weeks ago, and and here we are because again we don't know what was in the boxes that were taken away two weeks ago. And what do we really think that he would have ta- that he would have kept less valuable documents? No, no fucking way. Uh, Danielle, uh, what are you I, thinking? I'm just I'm just like because you just said something that I haven't been like scared scared like in you know probably in a few weeks um but like when you just said that it's possible that the worst has not actually happened yet and we're thinking about the fact that january 6th has happened we're thinking about people that have hopped fences shot nail guns at the fbi have been shot and killed in front of fbi buildings like to think that the worst is has is not necessarily behind us is something that is terrifying. And if Democrats again, you know, are not continuing to do awesome work which they are doing, but continuing to lift up this very fact to the American people to say that this is not you have no real choice in November, right? It is either uh, a rise in political violence. Uh, and the weaponization of white supremacy, you know, the negation of bodily autonomy, your voter suppression, like it is either that, right? And and the and the idea that like you can just be shot dead anywhere because the Supreme Court says that everybody gets to have an AR-15 everywhere that they go. So I, I mean, it is terrifying, and that's the message that should be consistently told over and over again. What I think is beautiful about the moment that we're in, however, is that while Biden's approval numbers are at 4%, he has been able to actually show that he can walk and chew gum at the same time. That while his Justice Department is activated, finally, out of their coma over here, and the FBI is activated over there, I'm passing legislation. I'm getting climate change relief. I'm giving student loan debt relief. So Republicans can't use this and mm-hmm. say, well, Democrats are just focused on getting Donald Trump. They don't care about That's you. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. We're That's doing right. this without you, right? But the idea that the worst has is possibly has yet to come should be what gets us all, everybody activated and scared enough because the fear is a motivator to get to the polls and ensure that Joe Biden and Democrats have what they need in order to save our democracy, which is hanging on by a thread. <sighs> That's right. Uh, Dahlia. 
No, I, I mean, I, what Danielle just said made me sort of go one further and say, I, I think we don't know and we will never know how bad this was. Uh, the mm -hmm. reason half of that document is redacted is not uh, recreational redacting. It's because for us to know what has been exposed is insane. And it a little bit goes back to the two front war, right? I mean, it, it, in order to be able to continue to be a viable actor on the world stage, spies need to be protected and sources and methods need to be protected. And what we know about foreign leaders needs to be protected. And so we will not know. There's not going to be necessarily a day when we find out how much catastrophic harm has been unleashed on the, in the past and also in the future, because it's unknowable because that's the nature of, of what national secrets and national security means. And so I think it goes to Danielle's larger point, which is this isn't just about money, right? This isn't Fannie Willis getting to the bottom of it. This isn't just about January 6th and finding out which Proud Boys did what. This goes to existential threats to national security that we can't know about. And so the only answer then is to do what Danielle just said, which is ask yourself when you vote, do you want the person who has endangered on the most massive scale of which we can never comprehend national security? Or do you want the person who is fighting every single day to protect it? Because it's that simple. We're not going to know. We're not going to know. And, and that also reminds me, you know, this is sort of adjacent to what you we were just saying, that uh, it, it, it also wounds us deeply on the world stage that, that you know, B Joe Biden has been spending lots of time and capital uh, trying to rehabilitate this country in the eyes of our uh, the Western alliance. And this undermines all of that because people are reminded once again, holy shit, these fucking Americans, what is wrong with them that they let somebody so demented and so dangerous just run rampant and still run rapid. Uh, Jen, any last words? So I uh, just now revisited uh, good old Lindsey Graham's May 3rd, 2016 tweet. He said, that's my, he did, that's my birthday. He did that. That was my birthday present from Lindsey Graham. He said, if we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. I just uh, QT'd it to him saying you did, uh, you did and you do. However, my fear is that the that we getting destroyed includes us. Yeah. Because when the you know when the when the terrorists fly a plane into the democracy, the building collapses, and that's what they've done. And I, you know, uh, you know, I just I I mean, I just hope. I just hope that they know what they're doing over there, at the Department of Justice. I think they do. I think yeah. they do. And I love what Danielle just said about, holy shit, Biden's doing it all. He's doing it all. And, and so yeah. we can't complain, oh, fine, that's really nice. You're doing this. But what about you're forgetting about Trump? And no one else can say all you care about is getting that guy governed. He did it all. Look, right. I am watching in August when everyone else is supposed to be like on vacation. This mm -hmm. man, you know, God bless him. I mean, he is dare I say the best president I've seen in my lifetime. I can't believe it. I mean, I agree. it right now, but it's true. But Jen, you're forgetting something. What? For some bizarre reason, he's not getting younger than he was when we voted for him. And how dare he? How dare he not be getting younger? Seriously, people are never satisfied. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't, 
often or ever actually quote myself, but uh, every once in a while, Zerlina Maxwell posts this quote from uh, my first book on Twitter uh, at, at times like this. So I think it's, it's appropriate. If Donald can in any way profit from your death, he'll facilitate it and then he'll ignore the fact that you died. So uh, that's how I feel right now. Uh, you know, I have to say that um, normally I feel so much better after I talk to you guys. I don't right now, except uh, in solidarity. I, I so appreciate you. I know I say that a lot, but I don't think it can be said too much. Um, you know, your wisdom, your brilliance, your compassion, your empathy, uh, and the fact that you care as deeply as you do um, really uh, keeps me, I don't want to say sane because that's a, <laughs> that's an overstatement, but it, it keeps me from spinning out. And uh, I so appreciate it, especially on a day as dark as this one. And I do think it is a dark day. So Dahlia Lithwick, Danielle Moody, Jen Taub, Waja Lee, Norm Ornstein, Cliff Schechter, Brian Karam, Thank you all so much for joining me for this emergency session of the Mary Trump show. Uh, Nerd Adventures forever. I hope uh, you all got uh, as much as I did out of that. Um, I think it was extremely important that we come together today to uh, sift through uh, the ongoing horrors, to make sense of them as we can, and to put things in perspective. I will do these whenever necessary, and I unfortunately, I think I think uh, they will be necessary increasingly as as this continues. This this uh, I don't even want to call it a saga. It's it's just a, this terrible time in American history. Yes, this is indeed what it feels like to live through history. So I so appreciate your being here. Uh, I will see you again on Tuesday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. That's at youtube.com slash Politicon. And, um, and of course, we'll be here next Thursday as well at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, that's also at youtube.com slash Politicon. And uh, that's it. Uh, it's been a long day. And thank you. Stay safe. Be kind. <laughs>